0: This is an exciting time of year as we start to formulate plans for the fall and we think about our goal races that we're going to run in the fall. It is really important to take into consideration what you want to do versus what other people are doing. I know for several years I would get caught up in the hype and excitement of signing up for all of the races. If I saw on social media or in my friends group that people were signing up for Chicago or running Twin Cities Marathon, I too wanted to go run those races. FOMO is real and it can be really hard to listen to your own voice when there are a million other people telling you what they are going to be doing, especially in this age of social media. How often are we left alone with our own thoughts where we really reflect on what we wanna do? not very often these days. It's really important to reflect on your why and do the races and set goals that excite you as an athlete. We are going to do a deep dive into all of the things, racing and just setting goals as a runner. A lot of us will focus on that outcome. So we focus on running races and we think about that end goal of the race being the end all be all, but really the transformation occurs during the process of training for that goal so we're going to be doing a deep dive about the process of running and how sometimes we can have this dissonance that happens between we're training for an end goal and we sometimes lose sight of those process like falling in love with the process and setting goals that are process driven so Jason, what do you think the biggest trends are in the running community right now? And when did you think that these trends started?
1: Oh wow, that's a great question. I think that for me, the most common uh, trends that I see are, you know, the discussion around running a BQ. That's probably the biggest one. And then, you know, just a running a PR in general. So no matter the distance, um, you know, athletes want they want a PR, right? So we think that you know each time we train and we go show up to the race again that we should, you know, hopefully come away with a PR as long as we put in the work. And, you know, the longer you do this, you realize that's not always the case. And so those are probably two of the biggest trends. Um, Maybe other ones would be running, running an ultra marathon or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing a certain race that's popular. So maybe like a downhill marathon or the Disney, one of the Disney races I know are quite popular. So that just might depend on sort of your Um, you know, presence on social media, maybe what you're seeing, you know, because I know we're going to be talking quite a bit about, like, influence today. So
0: Right. Yeah, I do think it's really interesting how you mentioned the Ultra Marathon. And I do think that there has been a shift in the last probably 30 years towards like the marathon distance and longer distance running events. Whereas I think maybe in the past, like before the, the 1980s, like marathon running boom, um, maybe it was more geared towards the shorter distance races because I think I remember watching in the documentary about Prefontaine. Um, he actually, didn't he want to be like a miler? Cause that was really popular back then or correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, his famous quote, I think from the, the movies was uh, nobody cares about the three miles so oh. his coach Bill Barman wanted him to run up in distance run the the three mile at the time so just shy of a 5k and uh, he wanted to run the mile so he would do a lot of like speed workouts and take a lot of pride in you know being able to break you know right around four minutes and stuff so
0: yeah, and so I think even back then, um, even like when Roger Bannister broke the 4-Minute Mile, I think there was more hype maybe around some of those shorter-distance events, and there just weren't as many marathons, right? So when we think about a lot of the marathons locally, I just think of grandmas and Twin Cities. I mean, what anniversary are they celebrating about right now?
1: Um, grandmas? Grandmas or, and Twin like 45. Somewhere 40 in the mid-40s, 50s? I think, yeah. Yeah, Mid so I mean,
0: mid-40s. really... It hasn't been around that long. I mean, in the state of Minnesota, there wasn't a marathon right before. I believe Grandma's was the first. So it's like, what were people doing kind of in the 50s and 60s? I think maybe a lot of that was shorter stuff. Um, but there has been this boom, you know, in the last couple of decades where it's like the marathon is this end all be all which is really a cool movement because it is such a long distance event and it is something that really challenges um humans just to go to this next level because it is so far to run and it really requires um, like a different type of training right so i think in the shorter distance races like the mile you can have someone that's super talented and maybe doesn't train that can run extremely well but when it comes to the marathon, I think that that's less likely and you really have to put in more of the training. Like there's no way to kind of make your way through 26.2 right. without the training, right? So it's it's very interesting how we've had that shift. And I think even now people are moving even up in distance to like the ultra marathon and stuff. Um, even like 10 years ago when I first started running, people, I mean, ultra marathons weren't really as popular yeah. as they are that Now I feel like more people are moving up in distance and there's so many like little niche 100 mile races that you can pick from and yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Uh, last fall, at the time this was recorded, there was a a 100 mile race recently, 350 people um, were signed up. Wow. And I was tracking one of my athletes and only about 200, actually 360 were signed up, 250 finished. So, you know, that was about a third DNF that race. But yeah, they're becoming quite popular. And you brought up a good point about you know when you're training for those shorter races like the mile for example you can get away with basically mm-hmm. not doing much in terms of like a lot of like mileage right so you could just do you could just show up at the track and run like 200s and 400s yep. all day and be fine and just like a quick little warm-up but the further you go up in distance you really have to spend a lot of time on your feet accumulating miles and so you know you need to really enjoy the process and then you mentioned that earlier and so a lot of times people sign up for this marathon, they want to run a certain time, but they really don't enjoy like the training or just like the everyday grind. And so that's kind of like, you know, where you fall on that spectrum, I feel like really is going to be the key indicator for how you perform.
0: Right. And I think that brings up such a good point because it is so different training for a marathon versus shorter distance races. Right. So I always like to think about what is the process going to look like to get me to that end goal. Right. So it does seem like such an accomplishment. Like marathons are a huge accomplishment, right? It's it's very long. It can have this allure to it, right? Like you get a medal. There's like this huge buildup. Um, everyone really celebrates it within the running community, um, and it's just like this really big thing. Whereas if you let's say you had like a goal 5K as your like a race of the season, um, there's sometimes like language that's used in the running community around that, like oh you're just doing a 5k like using the word just or oh like why or there's sometimes like this speculation cuz i've had seasons myself where i did not train for a marathon and people it was almost like why what are you, i don't understand sort of thing um so it's not as celebrated i don't think by even people who don't really know a lot about running right so if your coworkers are asking and you say oh i'm training for a marathon it's like wow that's so big but if you're like oh i'm training for a 5k right. they're like Isn't that just three miles? Like, don't you do that every day? And so I think there's just, like, confusion that goes behind what the training really looks like and how you can set goals within training for a 5K, right? So to someone who's not really a runner and doesn't um, have that understanding, they might not know, okay, My 5K PR, let's say hypothetically this person's 5K PR is like 24 minutes and they're trying to like run closer to like 21 minutes. I mean, that's like a, that's not a small task and it's going to require a lot of dedication, high mileage and that sort of thing. Um, So this podcast, we're mainly going to break down kind of what the process is going to look like for marathon versus shorter distance races. And then asking yourself like, is this what i want to spend my time doing because i think sometimes we're like yep i really want that recognition of a marathon i really want to say i did a marathon but when push comes to shove it's like you're midway through your training and you realize you don't even really enjoy what you are training for so jason take me down some of the paths i know some of your athletes sign up for marathons or you get halfway through that marathon training cycle and what are some of the roadblocks that often come up for runners who just didn't really realize what they were signing up for when it came to marathon training.
1: Yeah, you know, this is an interesting one because, uh, you know, the roadblocks might obviously be different for each athlete. And for some, they're going to be first time marathoners and others, this could be like their fourth, fifth marathon. And so they, it depends how they look at the roadblocks. Some of them might decide to adjust their, their goal, um, modify it, run more for fun. Some might even scrap the whole idea of running the marathon and drop down, maybe do the half instead. Um, It really just kind of depends on, I guess, how long that roadblock might last for. You know, is it just a very temporary thing they get over within a week or so? Or is it something that they're feeling, you know, really, um, really poor, they've been feeling really poorly for a long time. Um, And so I think it really just depends on the athlete and, uh, you know, how, if it's an injury, then obviously that's something that you know, depending on how long that sticks around for that could also influence your decision um, to not continue training and pushing.
0: Yeah, definitely. There are so many things that can like pop up, creep up. And I always think it's interesting to like hear someone's personal story. And I know when I first got into training for marathons, I was really excited about it. I loved doing the long distance stuff. It was super fun. And then eventually it kind of like wore off. I don't know, maybe like five marathons in, I just realized like I was doing the same pattern. It was like spring marathon, fall marathon, and I just felt like yeah, I was making progress, but at the same time I just I don't know, something about it. It was just so redundant. It seemed like I was doing the same thing over and over again, and I just couldn't get excited about it. But I had to find myself as like this marathon runner. I always did fall and spring marathons, and I didn't want to somehow, like, lose that identity or, like, lose the endurance because there was, like, this underlying fear of, like, okay, what if I took a year off from the marathon? Like, will I lose everything right. that I, I've i gained over the last couple of years? And that fear is real. Or just that whole, like, um, you know, what if I never want to go back to the marathon? Like, right. am I still, you know what I mean? Um, there's just so many things that pop up. And so I wasn't really consciously aware that these were, like, my... Underlying fears I just was like nope just just keep doing the marathons right and eventually it'll click and pop back but really what ended up happening is I kind of stopped loving the training right so what that means is I wasn't willing to go out there and do these easy long runs right so a lot of marathon training is going to be a lot of easy miles and it's gonna take a significant amount of time and you're going out there, you're logging miles that are one to two minutes per mile slower than your marathon pace. Yeah. So if you're training for like a 3.30 marathon, let's say, that's eight-minute pace for a marathon, you're going to be out there logging a lot of miles in that nine to ten-minute range, and it's very time-consuming. I think some marathon training cycles, it's usually about at least six hours of training every single week at a minimum sometimes upwards of 7 8 hours. So if you think about that like almost an hour of running every day at this very easy pace, it can start to kind of get redundant if you're not really in love with what that means, right? So you have to find a way to make that kind of a part of your routine and something that you enjoy doing. And so some some ways that people enjoy doing this is they run with a group or they find an audiobook or podcast that they can listen to and just falling in love with doing that act of doing those easy runs and really enjoying each run as it pops up on the schedule um, that can really help you with that outcome goal because instead of hyper focusing on like oh this marathon this marathon you're just focusing on like every day enjoying the run that's in front of you and obviously you do get to do workouts within a marathon training cycle but they're only maybe once or twice a week. And if that's like your main focus of everything, um, it can it can kind of wear you down, right? So yeah. each run having a purpose is super important.
1: You know, you mentioned the um, the roadblocks and it got me thinking about, you know, most people they, at some point during a marathon training cycle, um, especially if it's been a while since they've done one, um, they might experience either like physical or mental burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's more common in, in runners who and maybe taking extended periods of time off or who decide oh i'm gonna get all of a sudden get serious and so they like ramp it up really quickly yeah. because they have to like you know crunch all this mileage in to you know get their long runs and make sure they're prepared but you see it with the runners that are a little bit more like consistently running year round for the most part they may still take a week off here and there you know after um training cycles uh but you see that maybe a little bit less frequently and especially those that are able to like you said, kind of change their goal. So maybe they Mm -hmm. take a, they take a season off in the marathon, for example. So if it was like fall, spring, fall, spring for a year or two, maybe they skip the spring one for a year and just kind of like, or even the fall for that entire year. And so it just kind of, I think helps, you know, break up the the routine a little bit, helps almost get re-energized towards a different goal. So maybe Mm -hmm. they focus on the 5k or they do a triathlon that summer or really get their halftime down, whatever it is. And so You know, I think that there's something to be said from that too. And I, just from my experience coaching many athletes, I would say the ones that are the most consistent year after year, they're Mm -hmm. the ones that kind of overcome the roadblocks a little bit quicker. And maybe they just have fewer bumps along the way.
0: Right. I feel like with experience, you kind of learn how to, oh, you know, like I have this little injury, or oh, I feel like I'm maybe doing a little bit too much. And you're able to like adjust and kind of get back on track whereas if it's your first time hitting a roadblock it can feel really overwhelming and we start to question oh am I not even supposed to be you know training for this race or am I not built for this or oh my gosh this is the first time and sometimes when something is new like it's the first time you've experienced it it can be really overwhelming and it takes a long time to figure out what steps you need to take in order to get back on track so like getting injured for the first time, right? That can be a several month ordeal just because maybe you run through pain for too long and you kind of ignore it longer than you should. Um, Maybe it takes you a while to like go in and see a specialist and, and all of those things have impact. So kind of getting back to the whole idea of setting goals for yourself and making sure you're doing distances that excite you. Um, i think another thing that you mentioned about experienced runners and setting different types of goals so if you do take a break from marathon training for maybe an extended period of time maybe you took time off just in general from running i think this can be a very difficult season to navigate if you're coming back into running and you have the expectation that okay i'm doing this race in six months and I want to hit this PR and sometimes that's a realistic ask but other times it we really need to look at like the big picture like how much time did you take off where are you at currently and what do we need to do in order to get you to the starting line of that race in the best shape possible and sometimes there's just not enough time to get you back into the best shape of your life and i think that can really like derail athletes because they're thinking in their mind i oh i have to pr like i have to run my best time at this marathon because you see people on social media like that's the like the coveted thing like oh i have to run my fastest or i have to run a pr when in reality it's just about doing the process and training for the race and trying to get into the best shape possible because we cannot rush fitness as much as we would like to always run our fastest times. There are just sometimes circumstances that we can't control, right? Like we can't control that we took a year off of running and we can't control things that are in the past. So all we can do is really look forward and figure out, okay, if we really do want that marathon PR, let's say we don't hit it at this first one, what are we gonna do to become our fastest self into the future? And I think sometimes people, they have like more of a limiting timeline on things when in reality, like with your training and your running, it can be like a forever timeline.
1: Yeah, you know, really good uh, thoughts there. I definitely was thinking about, you know, most athletes that have that exact scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, they're maybe forgetting the training that went into that time where they actually set the PR. Um, and yeah, maybe they only ran four days a week back then and they trained for like four months and now they're going to train for like six or eight months. And, Mm -hmm. and so they think that, you know, I'm training a little bit more. Um, so I should be at that level, but you know, there's so many other factors that can go into, you know, performance on race day. And the hard thing about the marathon is, yeah, we, we had this long build up and only one chance. Right. Um, and then we have to kind of wait and do it all over again if we want to. And so it kind of got me thinking, um, You know, athletes, especially younger athletes, that have like a series of races. So maybe they're going to do like a series of like five Ks, for example. Um, So you take a college athlete; they have a full season, right? And training might be going very well. And depending on like certain factors that they're faced with throughout the season, maybe weather, different course challenges, uh, just finding themselves not feeling very good during a specific week, that sort of thing. Their times might be all over the board, right? Mm. Like they they may fluctuate by a minute or two from beginning of season to middle to the end, and so. Um, the marathon could be similarly, but we just don't know it because we only run the one time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you would give yourself uh, a grade, I guess, for performance of of a specific race, like A, B or C, you know, and, um, for all those five Ks, you know, you'd have some A's, some B's, maybe a C in there. And then for the marathon, let's just say it didn't go very well. You'd maybe give it a C, but it just, we didn't get to experience like the, as many opportunities, right? We weren't as patient. And so that's why I think it's so important to shy away from that time goal and right. focus more on the process. Focus more on the feeling, like how you want to feel going in because I think that's that's so important. Um you know, I ran my first few marathons without a Garmin. I never really paid attention to like the, the clock, you know, and there were only clocks every maybe I don't know, at maybe the halfway point there was a clock. I, I didn't really notice them at other checkpoints, so I just really ran off a of feel and I think that That was good in a lot of ways because I didn't put so much pressure on hitting a certain pace.
0: Yes. And I love what you said about college athletes when you're training for like shorter distance events, you have multiple attempts to, you know, run your fastest time. Whereas in a marathon, it's like you have one attempt, there's a massive buildup. And I do think sometimes like the pressure of that can be hard on people who maybe have like those perfectionist tendencies like the black or white thinking and I know even times where I've gone into marathons and it's just hard to not have that sort of thinking when you're when you put so much work into it and what's really important to remember with the marathon is that it can have that emotional side of things just because it is such a big buildup for this one day. And so if you're someone who maybe doesn't like the way that that feels, trying to figure out ways that you can focus more on the process, right? So, seeing for yourself that fitness gains are happening looking at the workouts and enjoying, you know, hitting your paces within workouts and measuring your fitness that way can also really help with like building confidence and seeing that, yeah, you're in the shape that, you know, you, you think you are and just enjoying doing each of the workouts. Um, That can be huge because sometimes, yeah, on race day, even if you have like a decent race, right? Like if you miss your A goal by like, 90 seconds um it can still kind of like have this i don't know like it's almost like a devastating feeling when it's the marathon and i think sometimes athletes it can be really hard right so you put all this training into it and what i would hate to have happen like as a coach or even as an athlete you know someone maybe misses a time goal by like 60 seconds right so this is still like a huge success right they just miss their a goal by like a couple of seconds And it's almost like catastrophic to the point where they have to you know take time off and they just like lose their drive for running and this is something that I've seen multiple times right it can really um, hit you so I think that's really important to kind of keep that in mind when you are building up for a marathon that it can have that emotional impact and making sure you're not getting so like wrapped up emotionally in a time goal can really help just with the whole season in general because if you're kind of not thinking about this and not having this in your mind when race day does come it can kind of have that impact that maybe you're hoping that it um, doesn't have
1: <laughs> yeah you know the marathon it's it's just tough for that reason because we don't run so many of them so we don't always get to gain a ton of experience in it unless you're someone that's been running for years and you you know you do like two marathons every single year maybe you've done like 20 marathons like you have but you know even myself I've done right I think nine marathons I don't feel super experienced. Um, I definitely feel like I know how to approach it um, going, you know, as far as like how to set up my pacing and everything, but there's still a lot of like unknowns, how your body's going to respond in the later miles. And I think that um, we have to look at our training as a way to gain that experience. And so looking for a lot of like little victories within our training to gain confidence, to gain mental toughness. Um, You know, maybe, maybe you're in a week of training where things are just not feeling very good. And instead of just like, um, not running one day you just decide to kind of scrap the workout so maybe you're still getting the mileage out and then at the end of the week you feel good about the accomplishment and so just like little ways like that to figure out how can I tweak training to uh, make myself still be you know interested excited, and yeah. motivated um, maybe it's the workout adjusting the workout the day of depending on how you're feeling you know if it's hot hilly you're not you didn't sleep all the night before all these factors and so um, yeah I think there's just there's a long time during the marathon training cycle to I think get discouraged and so it's it's so important that you're constantly looking at the positives
0: yeah you always want to keep that excitement in there and you definitely never want to like outrun your joy of running right so i think it's really important to have that why in the forefront and you know running brings so much more than just oh there's this time goal right so it could just be Keeping it in the forefront of your mind that you're doing this for like a stress relief. So it should never become like a life stressor, right? Um, Keeping it in the forefront of your mind that this is something you do for physical activity and it's something you enjoy. And so just remembering those things as you go throughout the training. Um, And sometimes, right, like maybe you're listening and thinking... Okay, I don't really like running, you know, for 3 hours at this easy pace or 2-hour long runs every single weekend. Like it's just not something that I can get super excited about. Well, that's great because there are so many other distances within running that you can train for. And there are some benefits to doing those shorter distance races because they can make you faster, even at the longer stuff. And there's often more opportunities to race them. And so it's not this like huge buildup for like a single race. There's just more opportunities to test yourself and become, become a better racer during the process.
1: Yeah. And, you know, here and we live in Minnesota and there's always this race series every year, which I think starts in March and it goes till about September. And, you know, there's a variety of distances during the series. So you can do anywhere from the mile to the marathon. Uh, but there's a few opportunities around a 5k and one opportunity around the 10k or actually two 10ks and then a half. So it's like, I just love the idea of getting, uh, you know, kind of getting your feet wet with experiencing different distances. And like you said, you're working on mental toughness, you're becoming a better racer, um, all things that are going to, just transfer over into you know your main distance that you want to focus on in the future, um, and and then too you get to kind of see what your potential is in all areas. Because I know a lot of adults they start running, and some you know I just started working with someone recently they haven't really ever pushed it in a five k. They've only mm-hmm. just like ran the mileage up to a half distance before, but um, they don't know like how fast they are in mm-hmm. the shorter races. And so um, you know it's good to really push it and to find out, and then you can you know, get more exact with like your training paces as well, you know, figure out where should you be training at.
0: Right. I think that's actually pretty common in adult runners, like not knowing their 5k time or having someone say, Oh, I've never actually like raced a 5k. Like I don't know how fast I am, which is funny because if you really focus on those shorter distance, it can translate over. And we're seeing that a lot with Um, our athletes we've done a couple of speed programs now Um, when the pandemic hit right there wasn't a lot of races people could do so we did a lot of these virtual um, speed programs and they were always free and our most recent one is just people are setting records and really pushing themselves to limits that they didn't even know that they had um and it's, it's just really interesting because when you push yourself at those shorter distances and you build that confidence and that momentum, it can really translate over into any distance that you choose to do later, right? So sometimes people are really afraid of taking that time off from the marathon and thinking, oh, you know, like I'll never get back to the place that I was at. But in reality, if you do still focus on something, whether it's like 5K, 10K, 10-mile training, Um, you're doing pretty much the same type of training like you're building the aerobic system Um, obviously you're not gonna be doing like the super long runs but fitness builds over time and consistency really does pay off so it's almost better to mix things up and make sure your speed is being capitalized on during sometimes you don't always have to be training for, um, like a marathon or a half marathon at all times.
1: Yeah. And the beauty with five K's and shorter races are if you know, look at your local area, I bet there's going to be a lot more opportunities to run those because logistically they're easier to put on. So most cities or communities have like their own local five K at some point throughout the year. And, um, you know, they're just you can you can do a few more of them obviously and I, I just think the more racing experience you get yeah it's it's just going to help when you decide to go back and get serious about maybe a longer race or you know maybe it's time to um you know crack down on a time goal and so um yeah I love the the programs that we offer in the winter and we you know part of that the reasoning for having that is not just to kind of work on the the speed but it's to um, you know keep you consistent running like year round so like you know after you just run a marathon rather than take like three months off until you decide to sign up for another one um, it keeps you running so not only are you working on the speed endurance but you're getting you're getting time on your feet you're, you're keeping your body in that routine right so that when you decide to ramp it up it's more like a gradual build in this you know in the next cycle um, but then too you're getting so many more like mental benefits um, that are coming from pushing You know, so you're developing your mental toughness, um, having to push through, you know, pain or maybe learning how to adjust paces if you go out too fast in a 5K. And that's the beauty of of those races is is that you can work on uh, different parts of the race. Um, And so, like, if you do them more frequently, you get to kind of perfect each Mm -hmm. part of the race. And so, like, with the marathon, it's really tough to do that because you only get, you know, fewer opportunities to race.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it all kind of ties together, right? So if you become a better racer at a shorter distance, you can apply a lot of those principles into longer distance races. So experience is experience. And I think it's really important to remember that. And there are so many ways to set goals within running. And I think in the age of social media where... Everyone's posting like what they're doing and there's just like this marathon boom It can be really hard to see anything beyond like a twenty six point two marathon, right? Um, And it's really important to remember that there are other ways to set goals and it is really common for Marathoners to take years off of marathon training and train for other distances other events Um, There's definitely a lot of ways that you can vary your run training and set goals for yourself that really excite you so if it's something that you're interested in is Talking with us about your goals, and maybe some of this resonated with you, and you're trying to help figure out how can I get to this long term goal and how can I really enjoy the process along the way. That's something that we really love to help with. And so, if that's something you're interested in, you can fill out the form on our website at www.runforprs.com and we can get started with a free seven day trial and chat about your goals specifically and help you come up with a plan for success again that's www.runforprs.com fill out the form there for a free seven-day trial thanks for tuning in